This is an RNZ podcast. Tim Wilson here until it's level three, which is in about three and a bit hours. Dave, how are you going? Yeah, very well, Tim. It's almost a little bit like uh, Christmas Eve, isn't it? It feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a wee bit. Now, um, haircuts. I have a pair of Remington hair clippers, and I do my own on number zero. That was talkback caller Dave summing up the vibe last Monday night with Tim Wilson, the host taking the late-night listeners on News Talk ZB up to the level three switch at midnight, or freedom, as the New Zealand Herald's front page called it the following morning. And it turned out that the first thing some people wanted for Christmas was a fast food feed, and some were prepared to get up in the wee small hours and drive through to get it. McDonald's ran TV and online ads in advance, proclaiming that they'd be back at the crack of dawn on Tuesday, but they needn't have bothered. Lest we forget that burgers for breakfast would be available at the going up of the sun the morning after Anzac weekend, the media ran that up the flagpole for the fast food brands in a big way. Last week, for example, the project even mocked up a budget-style lockdown reveal of KFC's Level 3 menu, and political editor Tover O'Brien played along with an election night-style analysis. Thanks, Josh. Yes, some clear winners here today. Biggest among them all is the Humble Bread Roll, now the only wheat-based product that's available. A truly unprecedented rise. Then there are Wicked Wings, a huge day for them. And the last big winner should come as no surprise, Chicken Pieces, appearing in 11 out of 11 meal deals, a true testament to the Colonel's secret herbs and spices. Well, that was just a bit of fun, obviously, but a bit much for those who didn't share the obsession or felt that the big brands were getting ill-deserved publicity for free, possibly at the expense of local bakeries and cafes just as keen to feed us all contactlessly as soon as they could. And when the day of freedom dawned, the media were in the drive-through throngs en masse, so much so that when TVNZ's Wilson Longworth bought a burger breakfast in his car, live on breakfast, at Auckland's Royal Oak McDonald's, a stuffed photographer and a news hub crew were recording him doing it as well. Okay. Oh, there's okay. a photographer from Stuff or something trying to take the photo. It's <laughs> me. The news hub cameramen were out there too trying to get boxes. They're questioning. Yeah. They're, like, they're watching oh, what you're I'm buying. Just and now. Okay. Wondering how big TV and um, budget a, a is. Big nap, <laughs> oh, two big naps and hot chocolate. Went through, went through. Okay, well, thanks. Good news. Here's thanks. the photographer. You might be able to see him when they drive past. Okay. Hey, mate, okay. how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> good. RNZ was also in a motorised McDonald's queue which formed from 3am onwards in New Plymouth. Hemi Rangi was on his way to work when he called in at about 7 o'clock. He had a particular menu item in mind, a combo involving four burgers. Well, I'm quite into these hunger buses, so that's usually my... Uh, come to at the breakfast time. What have you been doing for breakfast during the lockdown then? I'm having to cook my own. <laughs> How's that been? Hard. I'm not a good cook. And three hours later, Hemi's cooking skills were still RNZ newsworthy. Hemi Rangi was on his way to his plumbing job. He was hanging out for a particular combo deal saying he was over his own cooking. The news websites were in on the act too with live updates online and one Media Watch correspondent wrote to us to say he was gobsmacked at the media's willingness to give McDonald's massive amounts of free publicity, even RNZ. A PR person's dream, he reckoned, but an outrage is a news story and he wasn't the only one that thought that. Some journalists also had similar misgivings on social media. Are some people obsessing over fast food because the media are making such a happy meal of it? Asked Moana Maniapoto, host of Māori Television's Te Ao with Moana show. 
Other reporters also reckon that people shouldn't be shamed or mocked for wanting a treat they'd been missing for more than a month, and some pointed out that what people were really craving probably was the return of normal life to their neighbourhoods more than the actual takeaways. And those are all good points. But while the media focus on the big global brands was over the top, many of the actual stores here are run by local franchisees who provide important local jobs. And in the end, Tuesday's burger frenzy was a newsworthy thing which took place all over the country. And the media went well beyond simply witnessing the release of pent-up demand from mobile fast food fans. The frenzy blocked roads in some towns and centre cities and created crowds where proper physical distancing was simply not happening. And there were serious breaches of best practice for contactless sales as well, which was bulletin-leading stuff for News Hub at 6 on Wednesday with Mike McNuggets. Uh, McRoberts. Good evening. The rush to get fast food saw level three rules sometimes trampled underfoot. While McDonald's enjoyed one of its top five busiest days in 43 years, elsewhere another stat was going down the wrong way. 103 breaches, 21 prosecutions, and the Prime Minister not happy at some of the scenes outside Burgerfield. Two days earlier, the media had reported the Unite Union's claims that McDonald's draft plans for drive through handling of food and cash would actually breach the level three alert rules. And then the media reported McDonald's PR people strongly denying that. So it was well worth News Hub at 6 on Tuesday following up with this. Kia ora, good evening. We've seen what it was like on the outside of fast food restaurants that reopened this week. But now News Hub can reveal what it was like on the inside. A union representing fast food workers says it's received several complaints about physical distancing in takeaway kitchens and at drive throughs Alice Wilkins reports. But Unite Union says it isn't just high volumes of customers gathering outside takeaway stores that's concerning. It's a lack of adequate physical distancing systems for workers on the inside, with many handling cash and passing food into cars. And on Thursday, News Hub's Alice Wilkins led the bulletin with what you couldn't see from the drive through queue. Hazel says to keep up with demand, kitchen staff had to stand next to each other. They didn't want to do it. They... Like the looks on most of their faces when they were told you have to work next to someone was just like, we're not supposed to be doing this. We've tried since yesterday afternoon to get a response from Restaurant Brands, which operates Carl's Jr. in New Zealand, but as yet haven't heard back. Now viewers would have known little of that if journalists hadn't gone out to get stories like that and the fast food PR people who were so keen to talk about the demand for their products beforehand were suddenly a lot less keen to talk about their failures to provide it safely. RNZ's morning report on Thursday began like this. Well, complaints are flooding in about businesses breaching Level 3 COVID restrictions. There's uncertainty and disbelief around who's policing the breaches and if there's a will to stop them. Phil Pennington reports. Under lockdown Level 4, it was obvious. The police apprehended thousands of rule breakers and prosecuted hundreds of them. By contrast, the lead agency for workplace safety, WorkSafe, has conducted zero investigations into COVID breaches at work and taken just seven compliance actions across the country in the last five weeks. And in her daily COVID-19 briefing that same day, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that authorities would actually follow up on breaches that were exposed in news reports. Pretty clear evidence of the value of having journalist boots on the ground at the fast food front line. However, the burger frenzy itself on Tuesday was a bit overcooked by parts of the media. For example, more than 12 hours after the feeding frenzy began, RNZ News was still feeding off it like this. 
The smell of fried chicken was in the air and this hungry customer couldn't wait. I was on my way to McDonald's but that line was huge. This one was like five, six cars and I was lucky. I didn't miss it, they were making it at home. But I don't like cooking. <laughs> a KFC customer, McDonald's and Burger King were also packed at lunchtime with customers keen to get a burger. And after that, checkpoints eyewitness accounts of the dawn drive through dramas were sounding a little stale. Oh, I don't do burgers. Probably after oh, 12 wicked wings then. If I'm going to get a wicked box for just for me and my family. And it is 21 minutes after five. You're with Checkpoint on RNZ National. We'd love your feedback. Were you up early to join the line for takeaways or have you had a level three treat? Has it made any difference to you, the drop in levels? Let us know your thoughts. Lisa Owen there, appealing for more fast food feedback, but after hours and hours of coverage, most people had probably had their fill by then. Now, after all that, Checkpoint moved on to deal with whether Dr Ashley Bloomfield should have said at the daily press conference the previous day that we had eliminated COVID-19 here. And at that same press conference, Dr Bloomfield was also asked if he was worried about the unhealthy takeaway binge eating. Probably wary that any comment he made would be instantly reported as criticism or even an endorsement, he said he wouldn't pass judgment. And even those at the top took a moment to smell the coffee. I have enjoyed a takeaway coffee. And indeed he did, and the media had photographic evidence of that already. But that was something he had in common with News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking, who turned up his nose at the media coverage of the breakfast time scramble for burgers. If you can sell it in a contactless way or deliver it, you're back in business as of today. Pretty much the media will obsess about the hamburgers, of course. But no shortage of good old cafes about the place will be back looking to get some cash through that till and some coffee to the punters. But just a little earlier on the same show, Mike Hosking had bad news for the good old cafes hoping to get the tills going. He said that coffee machines at home were a good idea and would quickly pay for themselves. And there was more bad news for baristas on ZB the day before with Tim Wilson. That I've actually found that I've gone back to the powdered coffee a bit during the lockdown. Am I a barbarian? Uh, sorry? Am I a barbarian for going back to... Uh, oh, I'm to sorry, Instagram? I wouldn't use that language to you. OK, well, that's, very, <laughs> that's very kind of you, John. Thank you very much. And it turns out the listeners weren't that fussed about fancy coffee either, and they were willing to give their preferred brands of the budget stuff an on-air boost as well. That's right, Tim. Especially Mokana. There you go. That's quite a good powdered coffee. Some of the that's other that's the one. There's there's one we got that's um it's it's got oh, it's got a bit of caramel in it. Now you don't have it first thing in the morning because it's too you know knocks your socks off a bit. But later in the day, it's quite agreeable. Yes, it's one of the better powdered coffees or instants around. I would say. Yeah. Another caller after that phoned in with a recipe for instant coffee lockdown lattes, and he told Tim Wilson he pays himself $4 in savings every time he makes himself one. But his main point about the media's fixation on the upcoming fast food frenzy was this. All I keep hearing about is KFC and Maccas. Mm. Now, what about the good old fish and chip shops? That's what I like, and I've heard no coverage. I don't know whether you can ring in or walk in or hang around by the door or how it all works. I've got no idea. A good point, but there were actually several examples of news you could use from the media all about food that you would be able to buy in your area. And not every reporter or camera crew covering the dawn of Level 3 was picking out fast food fans or caffeine fiends in a queue. 
It wasn't just coffee shops attracting a crowd. Cash converters and a foreign exchange in South Auckland were also inundated with people looking for quick cash after five weeks in lockdown. That was News Hub at 6 reporter Wilhelmina Shrimpton showing early morning lines at money transfer offices and cash converters in Auckland. Because people unable to convert their cash into fast food or fancy coffee right now are very much a part of the COVID-19 story too, even if there was a little less of an appetite for that in the media this past week.